This is your invitation to a masterclass in engineering and design. Your ticket to go from zero to 60 with the Lexus Performance Line. A feeling this dynamic is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the exhilaration of the Lexus Performance Line and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Welcome to the Broncos Blitz Podcast. My name is Ronnie Court. You can follow me on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio. That's at R-O-N-N-I-E, the letter K Radio on Twitter. We're today on the podcast and, well, moving forward for the rest of training camp, we're going to have our podcast presented to you right here at UC Health Training Center. We are field level right next to where the Broncos will be practicing for training camp. And, of course, well, here we're going to be bringing to you all the reaction that I see at least field level and talking to about uh, some reaction today at least on the podcast that well we'll react to some of the quotes that the Broncos had over the weekend of course Vic Fangio and some of the coaching staff as well to Derek Wolf talking you'll uh, hear some of those quotes today on the podcast that's presented by Tap 14, 1920 Blake Street, just a hop, skip, and a jump away from Coors Field. 70 Colorado beers on tap and 100 Colorado distilled spirits. Chef Andrea Varell and that locally sourced rotating seasoning fair is just tremendous. Go on over there. Check it out. 1920 Blake Street, just a hop, skip, and a jump away from Coors Field. Tap 14 on the web. That's tap14.com. Tap 14. Dot com as we are bringing you the podcast from UC Health Training Center for the Broncos Blitz podcast. I want to get started with the podcast and talk about Vic Fangio and what he had to say over the weekend about several topics. Now, of course, the linebacker position is one we're monitoring because there is a bit of a competition rotation. Who's going to get the reps for the injured Todd Davis, a partial tear in his calf muscle, which uh, happened uh, a couple days ago. He's going to be out for three to four weeks, and, and obviously... I guess if you want to call it, if there is a silver lining, of course, we never hope for injuries to ever happen. But if there is a silver lining, he should be back for week one of the regular season. But until then, a a rotation that uh, the Broncos actually may look at an opportunity to really see their depth in action from Justin Hollins to um, uh, Josh Watson, who was getting some first-team reps as well, too. So there's going to be a lot of opportunities for this Broncos linebacking core. Josie Jewell going to have to step up for them to really show their worth with Todd Davis now out of the mix at least for a couple of weeks. The Broncos also uh, Broncos head coach also mentioned that uh, well, Noah Fant starting to catch his eye a little bit. A little bit quiet for Noah Fant in the initial early practices of training camp on Thursday and Friday, but now starting to come on just a little bit more with a couple days in pads now, fourth day in a row. And he mentioned that these players are getting callous now. Uh, if you've ever learned to play a guitar, you'll know. First couple days playing a guitar, boy, it's brutal on the fingers. You, you start to develop callus, though, after a couple days, and all of a sudden, a week, two weeks later, you're like, okay, this I don't even feel anything anymore because you're now geared towards that physically. Well, same kind of concept for these Broncos players and really anybody in the NFL in general is when you play in the NFL, look, it's a brutal sport. Okay, It is a brutal, 
brutal sport. So you have to get into the rigors of that everyday routine, that constant hitting on the body, that constant rush of practice, the uh, the the initial warm-up of practice, the execution of practice, but then the recovery of it as well, too. Once you're in the jet stream, you're good to go, man. You're, you're smooth sailing. You kind of feel that. But I think for the early couple practices, as Vic Fangio stated, you start to see, guys, it, it kind of wears on them. And, and certainly that could be the case. Noah Fant may be starting to emerge now that the body is a little bit more used to it as, of course, look, Guy's a rookie. He, he doesn't know what he's looking out right out here. And so certainly this is a guy that starting to progress, starting to show the flashes of why Denver took him 20th overall. And I tell you what, standing next to him and chatting with him, he is a big man. Oh, my gosh. He is going to be a mismatch nightmare for many teams because he is bigger than any cornerback or safety that's going to be covering him. He is faster than any linebacker that's going to be running at him. And so certainly there's going to be opportunities for him to either A, just simply be a mismatch nightmare, or B, really distract the defense with his presence. Because if he is out on the field, you now know, okay, we can't cover him solo right out of the box as a rookie. And I tell you what, that's a lot of value if you're the Denver Broncos offense uh, that's going to be looking to try to unlock that and tap into that. Now, talking about the offense and uh, offensive coordinator Rich Scangarello, because we heard from Rich Scangarello over the weekend. This is a offense obviously starting to gel chemistry-wise. There's a lot of new Cortland Sutton, a new role, kind of stepping into a a larger role per se. As as you know, it's 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 funny to me because everybody wants to wants to talk about who's the number one. Who's, who's number one? Let's be honest. Cortland Sutton, Emmanuel Sanders, they're going to be out on the field constantly. There, there are two number ones. They're the they're the twos. But Cortland Sutton certainly getting more of a presence, at least when it comes to the offensive side of things. Obviously, Joe Flacco knew, but some standouts at least on offense. Jawan Winfrey is catching many eyes. The product out of Colorado, the later round pick. This is a guy who obviously is is has the uphill battle, but. He is grinding, and he's getting opportunities with some of the higher reps in the first team. And so certainly, Jawan Winfrey, a name to keep track of as he is beginning to impress here at Broncos Training Camp as we present the podcast to you from UC Health Training Center. Uh, It just seems like every year there's always this later wide receiver, at least that we kind of see and fall in love with. We've had that name in Tim Patrick before and uh, um, uh, Jordan Taylor who kind of stands out as an opportunity, and again, with this Broncos offense, look, they're probably going to be looking at bringing five, six wide receivers, so we'll, we'll see certainly how it goes. Rich Gangarella also talked about Royce Freeman and Phillip Lindsay, comparing it back to his days when it, I believe it was Atlanta in 2015 when he was uh, utilizing the Devonta Freeman and um, uh, Tevin Coleman combo. Kind of that same deal going on, Phillip Lindsay, and, and, and I want to say this. Look, Philip Lindsay should be the type of guy that should be running just sideline to sideline, but we all know that Philip Lindsay has been well welcomed to run between the tackles, which is kind of crazy. It only speaks to how good Philip Lindsay is, but Lindsay is your speed back. He's your finesse back where you bring in a Royce Freeman who's just big and he's going to run you over. This is a nice little combo that Rich Scangarello has at his disposal, and I tell you what, if he pulls all the right triggers and they are averaging four and a half, five, five and a half a pop, like they did last year. I want to emphasize that. 
like they did last year in several opportunities. Quite frankly, they were averaging more in many games where it was Phil Lindsay running the ball nine, ten times for the tune of eight yards a carry, and we were all screaming from the press box. I'm going to credit some of my other media members as well as myself in saying, why aren't they running the ball more? But again, that regime is gone. This is a new one, and I am trusting, at least I have the faith in a guy like Rich Gangarello who's going to understand when the run game is working and tap into that. And I think you're probably going to start to see more of a 50-50 split, if not maybe really considering Royce Freeman at least early a little bit more because, look, this is a guy who was effective last year. He doesn't have the Colorado ties. I get it. Doesn't have the flashy plays like Phillip Lindsay does. But you need to also take into consideration the Philip Lindsay health situation. I would run Philip Lindsay more. Actually, if it was my eyes, I think Philip Lindsay is just the better running back, but also understandably, maybe early as we want to make sure that Philip Lindsay is particularly healthy, obviously coming off that wrist situation. You want to make sure, number one, he is fully healthy, so maybe you ease him back into the mold. He also talked about the transition for Noah Fant. What's the hardest part when it comes from college to the NFL? This is obviously talking about Rich Scangarello. He said, it's just that the game is faster. We've been asking them to do a lot, and we know what he's capable of. It's just not learning. It's not just him learning the offense. It's also him learning the nuances of things that we know he'll excel at. So Scangarello also goes on to talk about he's got the skill set. They feel very strongly in him. That also not only being a mismatch, but also a excellent run blocker and having some great athleticism in that zone blocking scheme. And so this is going to be, look, uh, I think you're going to see some real big opportunities for Noah fans to come in because when Noah comes in, it, this can't be a Virgil Green, Jeff Hireman situation where when Virgil Green came in, opponents knew they ain't going to throw out a Virgil Green. Virgil Green had, what, 30 career catches with the Denver Broncos, something like that? I mean, it was crazy. He just never caught the football. Virgil Green came in as a blocker. Jeff Hireman would come in as a receiver. And, and, and this can't be the case with Noah Fant. Noah Fant needs to be able to be at least competent in both so that when he comes in, defenses don't recognize that he is coming in just as a blocker or just as a, as a receiver. He could come in, do both, and that at least, at the least, makes defenses have to consider that and they have to think and they have to respect that. And that's really, really important for this Denver Broncos offense because, look, they are going to be operating under a lot of new, a lot of youth, and a quarterback at the most important position is somebody who, look, nobody's ever considered Joe Flacco a world beater or somebody who's going to light the NFL world on fire, but I think there's opportunities for Joe Flacco to look better than he actually is because he's got a lot of talent surrounding him. I look back at some of the offenses that he's played on. Look, he has not had the options that he's had here. I mean, he, we're talking about a premier dual-back run game, a great system, but also some premier, uh, well, maybe premier little um, – What's the word I'm looking for? A premier maybe a little strong when it comes to the talent on the offense, at least when it comes to receivers. But look, Noah Fant, Cortland Sutton, uh, Emmanuel Sanders, Deshaun Hamilton, those are guys who certainly could play factors that be really, really important for this team when it comes to just raw production for this team. It's the Broncos Blitz Podcast. Of course, it's presented by Tap 14, 1920 Blake Street. Just a hop, skip, and a jump away from Coors Field. 70 Colorado beers on tap and 100 Colorado distilled spirits. I want to talk about the quarterbacks, the uh, Drew Locke, Joe Flacco, Kevin Hogan situation. 
Uh, I think it's pretty clear to me how this depth chart should break down, at least from what I've seen on the field. Joe Flacco is your starter, period, end of story. We don't need to discuss any further. The zip is there. He has better experience. Somebody who at least can command the offense. A lot of his teammates saying much the same thing. I think that's where you just start, and that's where you end. We don't even need to discuss further. There's a lot to like from Drew Locke. He's still very raw. He is certainly not ready, and this is somebody who also, uh, look, still has some of the uh, cadences and and things that he had in college that he developed on an everyday basis that we would like to still see knocked off. Uh, This is a guy whose uh, footwork is starting to slow down. It certainly is one of those um, it's it's a getting used to the NFL life where everything is faster. Cornerbacks are faster. The pass rush is faster. Your decision making has to be faster. So you see a lot of happy feet. That is beginning to slow down and that is nice. Still want to see Drew Locke really step into a lot of these passes. And it, it's it's funny because it's kind of this con with a pro and we've talked about this on the podcast. His arm is so gifted. He has such a gifted arm that it actually sometimes works against him as actually I'm peeking out to the field right now uh, as he has been several times so far in Broncos training camp. He's the first person out. Uh, So this very much is a first person in, last person out type of mentality with Drew Locke, which is great. You hear a lot of the comparisons to Jay Cutler. And I don't know if that's really truly an accurate or fair comparison. And uh, look, don't get me wrong, okay? Drew Locke has a long way to go. Okay. And certainly, I am not saying he is of the caliber quarterback that I'm about to name. But the actual style, when it comes to the actual on-field play, it reminds me far more about Aaron Rodgers than it does Jay Cutler. Jay Cutler was very much a drop-back, three-five step, and just rifle it in. That big arm power, that was the type of quarterback. Drew Locke reminds me more of an Aaron Rodgers where playmaking ability, the, the play breaks down, and he has the ability to run around, scramble, and throw from any arm slot, any arm angle, and just because of that natural gift, the natural release that is just so apparent, and, and a presence about him when he's walking into the locker room or out onto the field where he commands a little bit of that. And certainly at some point the reins are going to be passed to him where he's going to be available to uh, have those opportunities and to command this team. It's just not yet. So there are going to be opportunities for him moving forward. Certainly not now, but uh, o- overall it has looked very good very early for Drew Locke. And certainly there's going to be a lot to work on moving forward. It is the Broncos Blitz Podcast presented, of course, by our friends over there at Tap 14, 1920 Blake Street. Just hop, skip, and enjoy, jump away from Coors Field. Like what we're seeing so far, this is a, a Broncos team that I think has has found a lot more structure, a different culture change from what they've dealt with in the past from the previous era and regime. Certainly now we know who wears the pants here, and that is clearly Vic Fangio. And, and look, if he gets guys to buy in going all the same way and pushing the same way, that is worth a win or two potentially already in the book in the NFL because it is so important to have, and again, easier said than done as well too, it is so important to have everybody pushing the same way and making sure that everybody is also on the same 
page. So that is uh, our early initial reaction from Broncos training camp. Of course, we'll be watching today. Uh, we've heard from several players. Uh, I've had a chance to speak with them one-on-one. -on -one. Many very, very excited. Maybe the one who's most excited is Derek Wolf, that defensive lineman who kind of shares, and I think this is why he's so excited, he shares a lot of the same styles the same mindsets the same vision and views of how things should be executed and how things should be done about as Vic Fangio kind of a no-nonsense no BS maybe a little brash but overall get everything done and and do it the right way type of guy that's kind of what describes Vic Fangio and you could say that kind of what describes Derek Wolf and I think that's why he's so excited for this. This is a guy who certainly has the opportunities that are going to be in front of him to put together a big, big year and maybe rushing the passer a little bit more but certainly being a stalwart and any leading voice for that Denver defense that already has several voices uh, that are starting to really perform as well too. The secondary has looked really good as well in this training camp and obviously unfortunately fortunate with the injury to Todd Davis, but they're going to see a solid rotation of guys. And look, they're going to get an opportunity to test out that depth for uh, linebackers, obviously, with Todd Davis going down. They're going to have some situations with Justin Hollins, their draft pick from last year, Josh Watson. There's an article up at MileHighSports.com that you can check out on Watson, and they're going to see some opportunities. So we will be watching them. I'll be watching them very, very closely. And, of course, you can come on back for our now daily Broncos Blitz podcast, which is presented by Tap 14, 1920 Blake Street, just a hop, skip, and a jump away from Coors Field. 70 Colorado beers on tap and 100 Colorado distilled spirits. And again, uh, a big thank you to them for supporting of the program. We will have this Broncos podcast, a daily podcast now here. And of course, as we bring the podcast to you from UC Health Training Center, it's going to be a lot of fun this training campus. Look, this is it. This is the week preparing for the first game. I get it. It's the Hall of Fame game. It's kind of a glorified scrimmage as well if you will but regardless it is game one of the 2019 season and this Broncos team is preparing so we will see how things shake out of course we will bring it to you on the Broncos Blitz podcast it's presented by Tap 14 my name is Ronnie Court you can follow me on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio that's at R-O-N-N-I-E the letter K radio on Twitter where of course we'll be bringing to you the daily Broncos Blitz podcast we are all done for the day i'll be back tomorrow with another podcast get some observations from today but also get you some reaction from players when they're walking off hopefully we'll be able to catch some of them on a one-on-one -on -one basis chat with them and uh, ask about well how the team is feeling how they're feeling physically as of course Vic Fangio talked about got a lot of these guys going through the uh, callous stages of the training camp and getting through the rigors of the NFL. They had their first weekend of it, now getting into week number two. We'll be chatting with them today and, of course, all week long as we lead up to the first preseason game. It's the Broncos Blitz Podcast. We appreciate you joining in. Of course, uh, you can react on Twitter, at Ronnie K Radio. If you have a question or anything you want to ask, any comments, I'll read them on this podcast. So you can do so at Ronnie K Radio. And then, of course, for coverage of the Broncos and discussions, debates, player profiles, interviews, all that good stuff is at MileHighSports.com. That's MileHighSports.com. See you, y'all.